Welcome to episode four of the Do Business Podcast with myself, Lee Johnston. And on the show today, we have Phil Bedford, aka the Rebel Networker. So really looking forward to bringing this episode. Um, had a great chat with Phil. I actually met Phil not long, not long after I'd arrived in Dubai uh, through a networking group. So when I got here, I was looking to try and grow my network and found a, a, a regular group, um, a, a name that might be known to a lot of people and uh, attended the initial event and then decided to join the group and, uh, and, and, and get involved. So first meeting, I actually sat next to Phil. I remember it well. Um, looked like a very, very smart guy and I could, I could tell that clearly he was, uh, he was a bit of a go-to guy amongst the group. There was a lot of people coming up to him um, and then through that first meeting, I could see that you know this, this guy's got some connections. Um, he was really, he was the one that was ultimately performing in terms of that, that networking group and helping other people, passing referrals, passing business, and equally getting a lot of referrals himself. So I thought, you know, clearly this is, this is a guy that, that knows what he's talking about. Not only that, I um, started talking to Phil and, and he was a really, really nice guy, very helpful, you know, very friendly. Uh, and I could tell that he wants to help. Um, he wants help in the right way. He's not just going to help for the sake of helping. Uh, you know, you have to kind of put the, put the effort in and, and, and have a conversation and engage correctly. Um, and and as, the, as my attendance in that group continued, we, we developed a, a, a better relationship and, uh, you know, spent a little bit more time with him. We had the odd one-to-one so we could understand a little bit more about each other's business. But going through that group every single week, he was the one that was constantly performing, constantly passing out business to other people and constantly helping. And on the back of that, there was a lot of people coming to him. So I could really tell he had a, a, a strong name, a powerful brand uh, and was very well connected. So really wanted to get Phil on just to discuss his experience. He's actually been in Dubai for 21 years. So a long, long time. Uh, he's seen a lot of changes. He's met a lot of people. He's got a huge, huge network and he's certainly grown you know, his, uh, his own success whilst being here. So really excited to share this one with you. This is episode four of the Do Business Podcast with Phil Bedford. Enjoy. Live. Phil, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. How are you today? Super, thanks, mate. Good. Just looking forward to a weekend, so I yes. uh, thought we'd swing by and see you first. That's very good of you. Very kind. I'm really looking forward to uh, to diving a little bit deeper into your story so far in Dubai. Um, from my experience with you, I'm sure you've got a lot to share, so I'm looking, uh, looking forward to hearing all about it. I like to always take you back to the start. First of all, so how long have how long have you been in Dubai now? It's my twenty first year. Wow, that's a long time. So only a year younger than I am. <laughs> this is a podcast, so nobody. Can oh, do I have to be so. serious? No, no, no. It's just there's no video, so no one will be no able proof. to quantify that. So that's fine. <laughs> so twenty one years. So that's seen some serious changes. I would imagine then in 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 that time. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if you, I don't know if you know Dubai people on the podcast, but. There was pretty much just desert yeah. from the trade center onwards. So yeah, it's a huge change. It's crazy. A lot of changes in business and people. Yes. Well. So what, what brought you to Dubai initially? Was that work or? I actually came out on holiday. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine was uh, working for Emirates as an air hostess, a uh, long-term friend from the UK. I needed a holiday, came out, yeah. just to spend a week with her and her boyfriend. And um, while I was here, I met a gentleman we were doing some desert driving. Okay. 
and uh, just you opened do. a conversation as you do and he said come around and look at my my uh, company yeah and uh, popped around had a look had a conversation went back to the England and he chased me up it was uh, even in those days it's all a big challenge getting yes. staff you want right yeah so yeah. he'd had a trouble getting staff and so he chased me down wow. I was in the UK I was bored yeah dead man's boots in those days I was working in recruitment okay so no opportunity so literally just chucked it all in and came out yeah so was it the same was it recruitment that you came out here to do I originally came out with it it was an exhibition okay company. so they did large format printing yeah. exhibition stands so it kind of suited my background I had a master's degree in civil and structural engineering yeah. um, so it didn't hurt to have that really going yeah. into double uh, double level structures um, and I had a background in sales through recruitment okay so it kind of married the two together really so going back 21 years ago, arriving in Dubai and the place is obviously a lot different than it is now, it was still an attractive place, you still got a, a good vibe of, of the desert? Yeah, I think I liked it. I think in, in, a, in a nice way, it was a little bit like the Wild West. Okay. Um, so it was a little bit, you know, still a little bit rough around the yeah. edges, even though you could see it was going where it was going, which was yeah. obviously impressive. You know, little things like... Um, you know, you, you could drive over the, the centre of a road and yeah. it wasn't a big deal, you know, rather than, whereas now there's no way you do it. <laughs> yes. um, you know, so, so it certainly had its quirkiness that yeah. I think some of that's been lost, but it's been replaced by, you know, certain advantages in terms of business yeah. and other things. So, you know, you lose quirkiness on one side and you gain on another. Yeah. So it was just different, you know. Were you aware of the kind of the, the plans then and what, might happen or did you did you just not expect I'd actually no ideas no um, no I, honestly I came out on holiday uh, as I said previously um, I was in dead man's boots and at yeah. those times those times in my life I, I just make decisions on a whim yeah and so I kind of just jacked it all in and came out and yeah. um, I, I, actually it, this is how, how bad it was um, I actually landed and my wage at the time was 6,000 dirhams a month okay and I can see you sweating and the trouble was I hadn't actually done the exchange rate so I actually thought it was a really good wage you you were doing and well. when I landed I went oh god that's not really that good I think I might, I think I might need to think about this um, so that's pretty much one of the things that started me on my first uh, business okay. actually was because I didn't have enough money right okay well that leads us nicely and so how did it kind of pan out from there then with this with this job that you were you, you there for some time I was there for five years. Right, okay. So um, I've, yeah, pretty much done five years in yeah. every career I've had. Okay. Um, and so well, I really transitioned out of that after five years. Okay. But up to that point, you know, I was, I've been, I held down a dance company. So I started yeah. a dance company here. Okay. I was probably one of the first dance companies. Uh, so I used to teach three or four nights a week. Yeah. And that, that really sort of, that was not my first experience of running my own stuff but yeah. it was certainly the re first real entrepreneurial stint where you had to do marketing okay. and, you know look after clients all that sort of thing so it was yeah. a very soft segue into yeah. running my own business because at the end of the day I had a job yeah um, and you know for anyone that's set up a business particularly in this part of the world I think that segue from having a secure mm, um, income and building up a hobby or building up a passion on the side yeah. to allow you to swap over yeah. uh, is certainly something. And while the salsa wasn't the thing I swapped over to, um, it certainly became a, a supportive income yeah. when I did make a jump later okay. on. Yeah. So that's, would you kind of advise that for people looking at business to, to kind of try and get it 
going to a, a point on the side almost. Well, to have what, that one of the main reasons businesses go bust is I mean, there's a number of reasons. Mm. You know, I've got a new book coming out soon about yeah. the reasons businesses okay. go bust. I look forward uh, to that one. <laughs> and uh, you know, well, one of the reasons is you know people really don't realise the investment it takes. Yeah. So you can either launch a business and get investment from somebody, which gets you up and running, yeah. but of course then you've got to pay them back, yes. so there's an added pain, um, or you've got to self-fund. Mm. And when you self-fund, you really need to be able to sustain yourself for two years plus yeah. without taking a wage. Um, a lot of people don't realise that. You hear a lot of people here saying, that, yeah, I'll give myself three months to make yeah. a success, and yeah. you just sit there and go, man, you're dreaming, mm. you know? You hear it a lot, don't you? There's so many people that want to get it done quickly. They just want to dive straight into the business, which I guess in a way is is positive that they're that keen, but yeah, to, to make sure that you have that foundation is, is key. It is, yeah. I mean, you know, there are companies here that obviously help fund yeah. uh, startups. And I remember being in a presentation by one of, one of the experts and they were saying, you know, if you're, if you're running your own business and you're coming for funding and you're expecting to go on holiday or take a wage in your first couple of years, yeah. they won't touch you. And it gives you an idea of what's coming, but yeah. of course, in a typical in a typical manner, a lot of entrepreneurs don't want education. They don't want to be informed. They just want to do it all themselves. They, yeah. they think it's all energy, passion, and drive. Yeah, uh, and it's it's some that's a big fact, but it's not all of it. There's more to it. You know, in fact, you know, when we look at what I do for a living, it's around, it's about surrounding yourself mm. with people who've been through that journey. They've been burnt. They've learnt. Yeah, and and you know. It's, Yes, it's like an Indiana Jones story, right? You know, at the end of the day, Indiana Jones only got to the you know to the gold statue because he had a map, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, if he didn't have the map, he'd have been stabbed on the first tra- his first well. trap. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's, that's, a met- that's a metaphor really for business. If yeah. you, you know, we're all trying to launch a business here, but at the end of the day, if someone can give you a map, well, there's less chance of making yeah. mistakes. And a map really is the people around you yeah. that have experienced it. Yeah. yeah. So this, this first business was that that was obviously kind of born out of a hobby, a, a passion of yours then? Yeah, the salsa was really born yeah. out of, because uh, I've been teaching salsa at that period for about five years okay. already. So it was already a hobby. Um, I'd have been doing it anyway, and I just happened to love teaching. Yeah. I love taking people from that zero to hero yeah. sort of thing. Um, so over the years I've done that through salsa, I was okay. a professional kite surfing instructor. Okay. Um, oh. You know, I mean, I was, I was actually, I always wanted to be a teacher, PE yeah. teacher. Okay. But unfortunately, no one told me you have to pass exams <laughs> to get into uni. So I, was, <laughs> I forgot that thing. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so uh, uh, I kind of went into education and helping people a different way. Yeah. But then it's now segued into business as well. Yeah. You know, and, and taking people and, and really helping them, you know, it, one of my biggest whys, one of the things that drive me is, you know, I saw my dad. Um, become he was an entrepreneur okay. he tried to grow his own business and he did again he was like falling down the Indiana Jones tracks okay. right no one was no one to help him unfortunately his problem I think was he didn't necessarily know the people to ask right not having um, that network and yeah and so part of what drives me as a kid experiencing that yeah. is the fact that you know I can help other people not make the same mistakes mm-hmm. he did and, and if he's listening to this you know we've had this discussion yes. you know and yeah. part of his gift um, and his own pain and poor, you know, his experience through that is that I experienced it and I can yeah, now help other people. So it's that whole circle of, yeah. like, you know what, we can kind of get back to the energy yeah, of the universe, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I, I know I've heard you discuss this before and that's a, that's a big factor, right? That's a, a mm. driving factor from you on a daily basis to, to do what you do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a, you know, I think we've all got our own reasons for starting a business. Yeah. Um, and you, you're right, so you've heard some of mine. Um, you know, I, th- I think one of my bigger ones, uh, if you want to 
go down that route. Yes, but, of course. Um, yeah. You know, it makes it a little bit more personal. But you know, as a kid, I was um, uh, quite chubby, ginger, freckled, yeah. and intelligent. Um, now with all the exercise. Well, yeah, but uh, oddly, and, and oddly enough, you know, at that period in my life, that was the perfect recipe for being bullied. So, um, you know, I, I went through a period in my in my childhood where it was really not nice. Okay. And anyone that's been bullied who's listening to this all know, mm. you know, what I'm saying. Um, but there was no support, right? People tried to help me, but there was no real support. Yeah. And so I ended up um, uh, with friends, but very, very nervous kid. Okay. And I remember when I was 15, my mum uh, says to me, right, it's your 15th birthday, we're going to. Um, set up a you can have a birthday party so yeah. she cooked a load of food got the drinks ready and all this yeah. and they went out for a couple of hours and I was proud of their 15 year old <laughs> boy and then they came back a couple of hours later and I was still sat there mm. on my own in a corner with all the food and all the drink and uh, no one came and uh, there's a reason yeah the reason was I didn't ask anyone <laughs> and it's because yeah. you know I didn't think they'd come right because I was so scared of rejection, mm. so scared of that. I'd rather have not invited anyone than anyone come. Yeah. And, and again, when we look at businesses, isn't that the same thing? People are scared, no one's gonna come. And whether they don't market, or they don't do this, or don't do that, or lack of knowledge, we've all got that same fear. Yeah. And it's interesting when we look at our histories, how you know our own experiences, if we take them, and we turn that into a positive, rather than sitting there and saying, oh, I'm in a victim, yeah. and all this, we can take those, and we can change the world. Mm and use that as a fire and a flame to, to yeah. do that, you know. And in terms of that kind of experience, you had, do you still have that that kind of fear now in your day-to-day business, that fear yeah, of rejection I think it, I mean, still? <laughs> it's like you should say that. I was actually wondering if you were going to turn up for this, mate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're here. <laughs> but, um, you know, I run a lot of... Uh, so was I, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was running a lot of uh, training sessions yeah. and, or networking events as well. So of course, deep inside me is like, well, what if they don't come? Mm-hmm. And uh, that happens every time. And it may not be as present as yeah. it used to be. Yeah. But what I've learned to do, Lee, is, is, is I've basically learned a system. Okay. You know, number one, lock it in your diary. Yeah. That's the hardest thing, right? Right. Once it's in there, it's there. Mm-hmm. And then I just fire off. I know what to do. So advertise here, say this, yeah. do that. And so basically by following the system, at the end of the day, it falls out the bottom. And I think that's what it is for a lot of people. Even if you've got fears, if you can learn a process and you can learn something that works, yeah. then really all you've got to do is take action. Follow that system and take action. Okay. Mm. So fast forward to around now, relationship marketing expert. That's your your LinkedIn profile mm. title. What does what does that mean to anybody that, that doesn't know a bit more about you? I think at the end of the day, uh, as human beings, we're all relational. Yeah. Some more than others. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> and I, I what it is is it goes back to really even caveman times. You know, I mean, if <clears throat> you know when you've got something that's against you, whether it be a Tyrannosaurus Rex or a saber-toothed tiger, or yeah. today it's the economy or competition. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, is a darn sight easier to defeat it if you're in a group. Mm-hmm. And if you're with a group of the right mind, the right mindset, the right abilities, the right yeah. connections, the right tools, the right skills, well, life's a lot easier. Yeah. Right. Um, particularly as, as you know, as an entrepreneur, it's tough enough already, right? You don't have budget. You know, you may not know how to run a business. So if you can surround yourself with the right people, things get a lot easier. Yeah. We were talking about Indiana Jones and the traps earlier on. 
Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people try to do it on their own. Yeah. Uh, and you can do it on your own. It just takes a heck of a lot more effort and a heck of a lot more investment. Um, so relationships with marketing really is about how do we surround ourselves and how do we build the right relationships with the right people okay. that make our journey easier. Yeah. And it's really down to that. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a great book by a gentleman called um, Stuart Emery. Okay. And it was Who's in Your Room? And uh, he basically said, imagine the rest of your life is an empty room. Uh, the, the room has got a one-way door. Now think about the rest of your life. What would you want it to look like? And anyone that's listening to this, whether you're in business yeah. or whatever, you know, you think about the people you want in there for fun, the people who are going to support you. Who would you want in your room? Yeah. Now if you're running your own business, that's even more potentially important because those are the resources that are going to drive you. Now that one-way door. So once someone's in that room with you, they're in there forever. Mm. So you need who to make would sure you want in your room the right people that's it right so with relationship marketing what we do is we ultimately go and say to the individual right, like you for example yeah. Lee, or whoever's listening to this you think about how many people you have access to how many people are around you now you could say in direct relationships or you could say including Facebook and LinkedIn yeah. and all that and it's fair to say you've probably got access between 150 and a couple of thousand yeah. people yeah definitely nowadays exactly so if you if you want to get X number of clients a year or you need to be introduced to this person or you need to solve this problem I can pretty much guarantee you that inside all those people is your solution okay and probably more than you could ever want but but it's not manageable we don't know who they are we don't know what their access is uh, maybe we haven't got enough goodwill with them for them to want to help us so inside there is a gold mine of making life easier these are people that you already, already know. Yeah, you already, already know. Exactly. That's the whole point. Yeah. And by the way, if you don't know them, they may have access to the people you do yes. need. So it's how do you leverage that resource? Okay. And the problem is, most people just can't be bothered. Mm. That's what it comes down to. It is, yeah. So some people are relational, some people aren't. Yeah. And if you're not relational, then you've got to, like I say, go and work harder, yeah. find more money, work harder, do it yourself. I suppose it's the difference really between uh, golf and football. Yeah. Right, golf, you yeah. do it on your own, right? The minute yes. you stop playing, you run out of money. If you're on a football team, if you have a bad week, your team still plays, your team still wins, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the team is having that team, that support around you is, is vital in a lot of things, not just business. I mean, even with golf, I totally agree, it's an individual sport, but nowadays as well, the golfers, Tiger Woods has just won the Masters. Yeah, he's got caddy, he's got fitness people, he's got all kinds behind him now as coach. You still need even the best golfers, the best entrepreneurs, business people in the world, still have a coach, right? Or coach people to help them. It's having that team and having the right people. They're going to make a film about him, aren't they? No? They I have hope to. So. They have yeah. to, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it'd be a pretty good film, wouldn't it? <laughs> Definitely. So how did how did this come about then? How did the kind of role of relationship marketing develop? So uh, going backwards in, uh, in time again, I was in sales, both in the recruitment okay. company, the exhibition company here, and then later real estate. Uh, pretty much in every company I worked in I became at some point in time the top salesperson okay but I never cold called okay and those companies very rarely if ever invested in any other form of marketing right. so the all point. the leads were coming really through clients yeah. networking chance whatever yeah. and so I didn't really realise this until I got involved in a local networking group here called BNI okay uh, BNI is actually a global organisation but and again it's referral based so when I got involved with them I started thinking hold on a second that's what I've been doing Yeah, I've been what they call networking okay. right? so I didn't even know what networking was I've heard the word you were uh, just doing it naturally yeah I was just doing it naturally and I know a lot of people um, 
just kind of think of it as a dirty word or oh no networking <laughs> don't go there <laughs> you know so it's but you know it's because people don't understand what it yeah. is and at the end of the day I'd already been doing it but networking is about building relationships yeah. right it's not about walking into a room handing out hundreds of business cards that's not networking that's handing out business cards yes. yeah. and, and, and so and, yeah and so I, I realised I got involved with them started helping them with uh, setting up groups uh, training them okay. and I really really enjoyed it uh, basically um I was handpicked to do what I'm doing now. They saw me, saw what I was doing, and invited me along. And, you know, a couple of years later, I run the Middle East and South yeah. India. So, uh, so uh, obviously, networking is kind of a big part of, of what you do, and also helping people to network. How important would you say it is for anybody that's just just arrived or arrives in Dubai to grow a network, or equally people that are already here that maybe haven't got that, that network? Yeah, again, I mean, they call it to buy the networking city, right? Yes. I mean, uh, you still have to do it, right? You're still going to do it. Um, and, and again, I think people are, are rightly uncomfortable with networking. Yeah. I've got a hand up. In fact, if you can't see, I've got my hand up now. Have I got my hand <laughs> up? Have, yeah, I've got my hand up. Yeah. Um, I'm actually uncomfortable networking. Uh, you know, I walk into a group of strangers, yeah. and I'm not particularly that comfortable. I, I heard do you it. say this recently, said you don't like networking. Yeah, but I love people. Yeah. You know, and it's that changing dynamic, right? So networking is when you, you're in the gym with someone, networking is yeah, when, when you go running, you know, it's all networking, people don't realise that, they think networking is when you walk into a group and says networking group. Yes. And, um, but, so what I'd say to people is just realise networking is just about meeting people. Yeah. So go and find your hobbies, you know, find a group, there's a great website, uh, meetup.com, yeah. you can go on there and find people with similar hobbies. Um, and it's a darn sight easier to enjoy life here if you can surround yourself with people, uh, and you can, it's also very easy to be lonely surrounded by people. Yes. So if you can find similar hobbies, you're immediately networking. Find people with similar likes, um, similar passions, yeah. surround yourself with them and get friends, you know? Um, I remember years ago, someone once said to me, uh, you know, it's a very superficial place to buy, you know, uh, people are in for a little while and they leave. Yeah. And uh, th what they were basically saying was, you won't meet friends, okay. you know, it's just everyone's in it for themselves. And I can hear, I can tell you now, 21 years later, if that was the attitude I'd have had, mm. I'd be a very lonely person. Yes. Um, and I've got some of my best relationships, some of my best friends I've ever made are in Dubai. Yeah. So it's what you make it, right? And that's come through the networking. Well, it's well, through my hobbies, which yeah. is networking. Yeah, right? yeah. We've established it's, yeah. it's through uh, understanding that networking's me and you right here now. Yeah. We're networking, yeah. right? It's it's just how you invest in each other's lives and how you you know you help each other. Do you think people overthink networking then when it comes to it's a networking event? It's because they don't understand what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that whole word has been you know, misunderstood. Uh, and, and again, there is a place for that networking group. You know, one of the challenges is if I walk into a, uh, let's just say I walk into a, um, a concert and I'm yeah. standing there, right? And to walk up to someone I don't know is awkward because I don't have permission right yeah. and they're like oh who are you what are you doing talking to me so that's awkward but at the end of the day if you're going to a networking event by default you have permission to walk up yes. to anybody they're so all there for the they're same all there thing. for the same reason so if anyone turns around and gives you a you know bad attitude or they're rude yeah well that's really unlikely because yes. they're all there for the same thing right yeah so I think if people could realize that that might help a little bit you mentioned, um, one of the things you mentioned in terms of networking events is people just go in and kind of throwing out business cards, um, probably something that you wouldn't recommend. 
what's your kind of top tip or a couple of tips for, for networking and, and how to, to do it effectively? So we're going to proper networking now, right? Yeah. Back, back to the Seriously. group where it says networking group on top. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Walk so walk into an event. <laughs> and, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's what we call machine gunning business cards. Okay. Uh, in fact, I actually had a gentleman, uh, it happened to be both in Dubai and India, two, two events I can remember. And it was someone who literally done that. They'd given me a card, moved to the guy next to me, gave me a card, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not joking, 15 minutes later, they came around again and gave me another business card. <laughs> you know, and, and the message is, well, you imagine if someone's done it twice to you, it's like, yeah. I'm not important, who are you? You know, so really the whole business card thing, I think, is to actually hand it over a little bit longer later in the conversation. You know, actually have a conversation with yeah. someone and find out who they are. But of course, you've got to have a skill, right? You've got to have the ability to question somebody, the ability to hold a conversation. And that's why networking is a skill. It's actually a skill that needs to be learned. Yeah. It's not just turn up with a card and have a conversation and tell somebody what you do. It is a skill. Yeah. And unfortunately, enough people know enough about networking to get them in trouble. They really yeah. think it is turn yeah. up, hand over a card, tell them what you do. Yeah, and until you it. can hold a conversation, you know when to hand the business card, when it's appropriate, when it's not. You know, you, you're never going to have as much success yeah. at a networking event in, event in commerce. Yeah, because yeah, I guess it's it's almost the case of trying to to put off that question or, or telling somebody what you do in a way because that's you go to a networking event and generally the person will come up to you the first question, what do you do, and you've you've not even said hello and you're <laughs> into that straight away, right? And I think even if you're trained in networking skills you, you need to be aware that a lot of people just aren't yeah. and they're not bad people That's, because they yeah. aren't it, they just haven't learned yeah. right and and most of us were back there once yeah. you know most of us were that person who was uh, not networking actually we were cold calling face yeah. to face uh, yeah. yeah because we did it because that's what our boss told us to do yeah. our boss said go networking get as many people as you can yeah. grab all their business cards come back to the office call send them, them an email <laughs> call them yeah. you know and that's that was networking and that's because yeah. our boss has told us that's what it was and of course it's not networking as I said before it's cold calling face to face so until until companies become educated what networking really is then it's going to continue to be tough yeah. um, but this is something you can do as an individual you listening to this right now can go online and get free resources yeah. to learn what networking is you know and you can make it a lot more fun a lot more productive yeah. And you can actually find yourself enjoying it. Enjoy it, yeah. Which is you key. know, is is something. You know, think about strangers as friends you haven't met yet. Yeah. There's a lot of them out there in Dubai as well. Absolutely, all over the world, right? Yeah. Um, so I know that you've you've obviously been kind of building your own brand out here in Dubai since the, with the business. How important do you do you think it is to have an individual brand in? What is a very competitive kind of um, place to, to work? Well, I think if we haven't realised it already, we all already have personal brands. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All I'm doing is taking control of my. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. Anyone that's on social media has an online yeah. brand. If you're offline, you have an offline brand. Mm-hmm. You know the way you show up. And at the end, at the end of the day, your brand is. Well, when I hear the name Lee Johnson, right? Is is what do I think? Yeah. And if you're not in front of me and someone says that, it's right. What 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 image do I portray? The way you talk, the way you make people feel, the way you make me feel, and that's on and offline. It's just now we've got online. Yes. Or suddenly it's just so much more visible, right? Yeah. And it's harder to hide it because you meet more people, or more people see you, right? So you know, I mean, kids are making this very obvious now with all these millionaires that are on Facebook and and YouTube and Instagram and stuff. You know, they've learned how to leverage it in a way some of the oldies never have. 
but I think if you are seriously looking to proactively drive your online brand yeah. then it definitely helps to speak to someone that understands it yeah. uh, the mechanism of pushing it out is one thing and the, and the other thing is of course what you are and how you're representing on, yeah. online uh, I do see a lot of people I know a lot of people that are very good online and when you meet them offline actually they let themselves down okay because because the images are all beautiful online yeah. and you can use your filters and use your photography and you know there's but when you meet them offline there's you know, maybe they smell a little yeah, bit it's gone. no seriously yeah. there's you know a bit of BO going on yeah. or so you you've got to have these two things yeah those. because yeah. You, you can promise and promise and then the reality is something else you've got you've got to have a synergistic on and offline brand yeah and it's just like a, the, the speaker that you know gets off a stage and is completely different off stage yeah, to the are on stage. Yeah. Well, when they're different, it puts doubt in your mind. Yeah, that's a good point. It's interesting. There's so many people now that are doing that, and you kind of, in a way, don't think, well, what happens when I'm not on that video on social media? It has to be, has to be a line, right, as well. I believe so. Yeah. How have you managed to kind of grow your brand? Then, what's been the best tools for you? Uh, I think finding the. The first thing was finding the, the little nickname, the Rebel Networker, yeah. which a uh, big shout out to Dave Crane here, who's yeah. a, a bit of a personality here. So Dave was my client at the okay. time, uh, and I've been Dave's client. So that's the perfect synergistic yes. relationship, yeah, yeah. two people who are different spaces that yeah. can help each other. Uh, but he turned around to me once and he said, Phil, you know, you're like the Rebel Networker, mate. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, you know, you love networking, but you're kind of doing it differently. You know, you're doing your kite surfing, the salsa. So that's kind of where the name yeah. came from originally. Okay. So that really helped to sort of get that. But I think the real, the real synergy with myself came from a number of things. One is allowing yourself to be yourself. For some reason, I, I, I don't know if it was my upbringing or, or when I say upbringing, I mean in the professional capacities yeah. that you had to be serious. Yeah. You know, I came through recruitment where it was, you know, complete suit, tie, the whole lot, yeah. and if you didn't, you're in trouble. So there was all this image about being professional. And that kind of transferred into what I was doing in my networking. Okay. And the problem was, I love fun, I love relationships, yeah. I love people, I love helping. That wasn't what was coming across. Right. What was coming across was task-driven, yeah, a little bit even scary, okay. because I was so driven to right. do and help yeah. uh, that unfortunately my personal brand was being diluted yeah. or completely misunderstood so I think uh, my biggest journey has been allowing myself to be myself okay. and the only way I found that was through listening to people around me who cared yeah. and by investing in learning and actually doing things like uh, I did the ICF coaching okay. so part of that journey helped NLP um, and, and just being around people and listening and I think if that's what really was probably my biggest yeah. um, journey enhancement was really investing in myself. And you do see a lot of people out there that do not necessarily, they, they'll invest in their skill. Yeah. Let me get better at sales, let me get better at digital marketing, but they're not investing in themselves. themselves yeah. And that's where the real Starts. magic happens. Mm. Um, but of course you can't see that, right? It's not immediately tangible. Yeah. It doesn't immediately generate income. But if you can work on yourself, I, I think that's the best investment yeah. you'll ever do. And also from what you said there as well as having that that network that support system around you that's what's helped you by being able to reach out to those people oh yeah people them. have sat me down in the past and say phil mm -hmm. man i love you i love you but <laughs> you need to know this is the way you're yeah. coming across right yeah and it's like really i didn't see that yeah. i thought i was just being professional mm -hmm. mate really and uh yeah you've got to have friends like that yeah. right 
and if you've, if, if you've worked on yourself as well you're probably more willing or, or accepting of that kind of feedback shall we say yeah increasingly right yeah um, and it, it, yeah it's, it's really sad when you see other people that don't invest in yeah. themselves or they get to that point in their life where it's well I'm too old it's not worth it yeah. or I'm so successful I don't need it, don't need it. and you know what <laughs> they, everyone's life could be a little bit richer yeah yeah, just if you want to do that, I think. Yeah. So looking at Dubai then, um, twenty-one years. I mean, it's it's crazy to me looking at twenty-one years in, in Dubai. I can't imagine the changes that you've seen. It's incredible to have probably seen it grow and be a part of it. What's the what would you say the most dramatic change you've seen in terms of doing business out here? Dramatic change has to be the internet because when I came here, this is going to make you laugh, right? There's a couple of people who are going to start sweating now. (laughs) When I landed in Dubai, I actually got my first email account. Wow. It was Hotmail and we didn't have smartphones, it was just normal phones. So I think that has been the biggest change. Technological. Yeah, that's definitely the biggest change. Yeah, and and that's obviously brought with it a load of fun. Yes. Uh, That's the biggest change. Limited internet and desert. Yeah, but if you were to say like business itself, uh, I don't know if there's really that much of a difference in terms of the way things should okay. turn out. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always been exciting, yeah. it's always been fast moving. I love the multicultural mix. Yeah. I, I mean, I really, really do enjoy that. Um, I'm a firm, a firm believer of you can learn from absolutely everybody, from the yeah. security guards, the guy cleaning the street, to the, the CEO, to whoever. You know, you can learn from everybody, yeah. and I've enjoyed that, yeah. and I continue to enjoy that mix. You know, no matter what else is going on in the world, you know, you could be sat. There could be a political situation over here, but you're yeah. sat next to this guy, and there's no, there's no internal strife at yeah. all. It's just two people having a chat, yeah. and I love that. And they've done a great job here, I think, fostering that. Yeah. Um, you know that harmony really mm. and tolerance yeah with the year of tolerance now and i think it's a great message do you think it's important to embrace that diverse diversity of cultures and nationalities when you are here yeah absolutely i mean it's, it's also the richness of the place right yeah um, it's a huge part of it isn't it absolutely you know i remember being in the uk years ago and you know you'd never see two guys having a hug you know, 21 years later, I go back and this guy's <laughs> hugging. And, you know, it's, 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 I think, you know, as humanity goes, if we can embrace the differences, then we're only going to get richer yeah. for it. Um, you know, obviously without getting into any sort of beliefs and opinions, yes, I just think that's, uh, um, you know, I think that's the human spirit, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. get it better and better rather than worse and worse. Yeah, absolutely. What's the, what's the toughest challenge you've faced while you've been out here? So. you're killing me right <laughs> you, 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 there's a little, little evil twinkle in your eye I don't know what you've got written on that thing I don't um, know what it is so <laughs> I'm the biggest challenge Yeah. you know what jumps into my mind is you say 21 years mm. and I'm, I'm really being completely honest with you and open I feel like someone clicked their fingers I'm Dorothy my little red shoes have clicked and it's 21 years later right, okay. uh, I don't feel I feel a lot. I feel a lot more whole as a person, yeah. but I don't feel I look like any different. And, and I feel like that, that twenty-one years is literally gone like that. Mm-hmm. And I think the toughest thing is when I go home and I see my sister's kids, and they were well. There was only one of them when I moved here. Yeah. Uh, now there's four of them, and the youngest yeah. one is fifteen. And I'm like, where did it go? Where yeah. did they go? Where's my relationship gone? And every time I go home. 
I have a relationship with the kids as they are at that stage in their life. And I'll go back a year, two years later, it's a different person. Totally different. Totally yeah. different person. And you feel like you're starting from scratch again. Mm. So I have to say, I think that's the toughest yeah, thing. Yeah. Life moves on. We feel like we're in a bubble here. Yes, you're right. And, that is the th and that's often, I think, one of the reasons people end up leaving. Yeah. It's not because of the business or this or that. I think it's just life's moving on yeah. and they want to be part of it. Yeah, right? yeah definitely. No, I can see that for sure. Do you, do you still see Dubai as, a, as kind of an attractive hub for... Uh, people that want to, to grow a career for entrepreneurs, for, for business owners? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, I think it definitely is, it? and increasingly, I think they're trying to make it, you know, the powers that be are increasingly trying to make it yeah. more conducive, you know, learning from mistakes and moving forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think anyone that wants to make a name for themselves, it's the, it's the, place, to it's the it. place to do it, right? You know, I mean, you can be in sales in the UK, and you, you're as successful as you are, for example, but you come here and you've got so many more challenges. Yeah language um, you know different cultures different ways of working different uh, yeah all these different elements and you 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 so it isn't just your job anymore there's other things you're yeah. dealing with and i think it makes you so much of a richer individual there's, for that yeah there is a lot of, of maybe unexpected um aspects that, that come into play when you when you're out here for sure um what would be your what's your key to success then over here working in Dubai just in Dubai or in general in, just in Dubai but probably is related to in general I would imagine yeah for me it's really been it's, it's people centric again okay. so number one it really is about having the right people yeah. around me it's also been uh, I suppose what we call networking up um, and it's actually been by being around people who are more successful than me yeah uh, and some of the people I hang around with, you know, I mean, they've just, just done amazing things with their lives and their businesses. And just to sit there and, you know, have half an hour, an hour, two hours, three hours with these people that run multiple businesses, you know, and really money's not an issue in their lives anymore. Yeah. And, and just to learn from these people, you know, even to the point when you first sit down and you're thinking, I'm a little bit scared talking to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel I should be anywhere near you right now. And, I'm at the wrong table. Yeah, you know, and, and there's very few people on the planet, I think, that aren't going to feel like that about somebody, yeah. in somebody's success. Um, and so I think the more, the scarier people I've hung around with in the past, you know, after a while, eh, not so scary anymore. And I think by realising that, your own level of confidence comes up with it. You know, you, you, as human beings, you know, if you think back to school, right, you know, all the troublemakers hang around the troublemakers, yes. the bright kids, the bright yeah. kids, Stick you know, together. the smart kids, the smart kids, the geeks, the geeks. And so naturally we start to become the average of what we're surrounded yeah. by. So here we are. So if we want to get more successful, challenge ourselves more, get a higher network, you know, we need to network up and find those people that are where we want to be. Yeah. Uh, and just make sure when you get there that you're not abusing that situation. Yeah. You know, that you are there and you're a human being and that yeah. you're respecting them. And, you know, you're trying to give as much as you yeah, can yeah. as well. Yeah. And then, you know, by default, you start to, um, by osmosis in effect, you start yeah. to lift your own level, you know? Do you think that some people find that maybe tough to do? Like you said, sometimes you, you don't feel like you should be in that room and you're then thinking, well, how can I, what can I actually do for these for these people? Yeah, and I think sometimes you just got to chill. Yeah. And realise that, you know, sometimes really successful people don't want anything from yeah. you. Actually, yeah. all they, they want to do help. is have a chat. Yeah. You know they got they they got so much pressure on them at other times. Sometimes just want to they just want to talk to somebody. 
and have a coffee or you know or just talk about stuff yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. completely off the just wall just have a nice chat just have a nice chat yeah, yeah. it's uh, you know we don't have to be looking to get stuff all the time right yeah would you if you were starting out again is there anything that you you'd do differently that maybe you know now that you didn't oh, know then? oh do you know this this is this is ah. <laughs> okay so this is a tough one because i did engineering at college okay right and I was never an engineer. I was never going to do it. And it really was a tough degree. So while I was with my fellow engineers doing 40 hours a week at college, yeah. plus all the all this study at home, you know, and all the other people were out there doing one or two hours at college and they were out the partying and all yeah. this, you know, that was tough. So would I change that? I'd like to. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think what it did is, I think all the things that were tough form you into who you are today. Yeah. So would I have liked to? In many respects, yes. Yeah. Would it have been a good thing to do? I wouldn't be who I am today yeah. without those things. Yeah. And even the things that have hurt and the relationships that have messed up or yeah. the things that you really wish you could change for whatever reason, I suppose, you know, that's who we are today, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. Maybe we couldn't do that bit of good now if we hadn't had that bit of bad then. Yeah, you've got to try and turn those experiences in. And learn from them and turn them into positive. Well, I mean, you show me anyone in the world that isn't embarrassed about something they've yeah, done, or, course, yeah. or, or they've done something bad. You know, yeah. you show me. Yeah, I don't think it's possible, right? Yeah. And I think it's the way we take that and you know try and you know achieve that balance, make the world yeah. a better place, learn from it. You know, if you keep making the same mistake a couple of times, well, you know, there's a message, something's right? What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah something's going on. <laughs> um, so just final on the, the final kind of business side of things. Um, couple of top tips for starting out in Dubai whether that's into a job coming in from another country or, or starting a new business out here again from another country or, or somebody that's already based a couple of tips um, number one start finding social groups as soon as possible okay get your hobby get out there yeah. and, and find social groups uh, and do it you know social groups that are you know around sports or hobbies yeah. as opposed to sort of necessarily yeah. in clubs and things because they're not real relationships yeah. um, uh, the other one is is really, if you want to leave Dubai, you know you can earn a lot of money here. Um, make sure you go home with some money. Mm. You, you can get caught up in the whole lifestyle and end up spending all your money and leave yes. with nothing. So it is a place where the financial savings and in industry can be a little bit challenged, yeah. as in the the professionalism in the market. So there are some really good people here. So make sure you get some good advice. Yeah find people that are referred to you uh, make sure you leave with something yeah. as opposed to nothing and uh, really just I think lose and this is just from myself just because you've been told business and life is a certain way it isn't for everybody else yeah. you know they all come from a completely different culture and a completely different way of doing things and just because you come from a culture that says X doesn't mean the person that meets you is wrong because they're why. Yeah. You know, this is a place where it's a melting pot. And so when you're in a melting pot, everybody's right. Yes. Everybody's wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's just a bit, you know, about respecting and just, yeah, I think maintaining respect yeah. and, and learning from everybody. It's interesting. There's definitely a bit of a theme when you talk about kind of the, the lifestyle out here and, and, you know, to be successful, there's a lot of things to enjoy out here, which is great, but you have to still work hard, right? Otherwise you can end up going home with nothing if you ever go home. Right? Yeah, work hard and work smart. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people out there working hard, 
and you can work hard and not have a life, right? You can yeah. work hard and not see your kids. You can work hard and not have a family. If you can work smart, that's different, right? Yeah. Um, now, that, you know, there's different levels of a business. If you're an entrepreneur, you've got to work hard, yeah. you know, particularly in the first couple of years, you know, and you can choose to be smart. Yeah. And I think it's finding that balance, really. Um, you know, one, one of the big things I learned here is, you know, as, as a West, you know, where I was brought up, it's about free time, family time, right? Yeah. You know, I've got clients and friends who it's not about free time, family time, it's about working okay. hard so you can earn as much money as you can so you can pass it on to your kids. Right. But it doesn't yeah. mean that's wrong, that's just yeah. a different way of looking at it, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got to respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Has there different different, different culture, yeah. different mindset, right? You can stop sweating now, that's the serious stuff over. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned there about kind of the balance how do, how do you switch off in Dubai? I know you, you like a number of different oh, simple. I just activities. And <laughs> <laughs> that's the I just do stay it. off all the time, man. <laughs> See, I've just got this mask on with a little smile on it. How do I switch off? Uh, I exercise a lot. Yeah. Uh, I cycle. Uh, yeah. I play underwater hockey. Underwater hockey? And you will play me. Oh, I know a little you bit. You will. I'm going to drag you kicking and screaming. I'm still going to ask you to exp- expand on underwater hockey because I don't <laughs> think any other people will know about it. So, yeah, for me, it's it's you've got to be doing sport. Yeah. For me, that's my thing, right? That's my release. Mm. Uh, I need to do sport. I eat healthily. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do enjoy socialising. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what it is. It's about having that time for yourself, right? Uh, rather than just you know, work, 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 yeah. work, you know. But that's my thing, right? Yeah. So it's important to have. You believe it's important to have some time, whatever that is, whether it's your sports, your hobbies, to to, to do something. Well, I think so. Um, you know, I, I'm unlucky not to have kids, I suppose, I'm, and then I'm lucky to, you know, not have kids that yeah. I have to think about. You know, it's words and roundabouts, yeah. you know. But you know, I, I've got I've worked with enough clients to know that. You know, if if your parents are working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, yeah. you know, for the future of the family, but the kids aren't seeing the parents, yeah. well, you've got a dynamic going on, right? Absolutely. You know, you, you, your parents are working that hard to provide for the kids, which is all um, very commendable. Yeah. Uh, but the kids still sitting there going, not seeing my daddy. Yeah. You know, so it's tough. Just like well, well, it's well, it, it is at the time for the kid. But you see, the kid, the kids actually yeah. locking something away in their mind that's affecting yeah. the future, right? Yeah. But it's it's a tough call, right? Because mm. you, you're having to work hard to provide, but at the same time, kids don't understand that, right? Yeah. Uh, so oh, we've gone down another yeah, route no, here so a little this bit. Is, this is another podcast. This it's just a complete <laughs> podcast, you know. And again, there's the cultural aspect yeah. of that as well, which is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, particularly now, I think where there's this big drive online for hustle, hustle, hustle. Yes. You know, and I work at the weekends, and I work yeah. every hour that X sends me, and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And that's great if you're on your own. Mm. The minute you got kids, I think, and a, and, a, and a relationship is important. Someone else in the dynamic, yeah. right? It doesn't mean you love them any less because you're not working out. You know, yeah. you're not seeing them. But there's the reality of the humans, right? Yeah. Like we don't understand that. Yeah, that's it's interesting you mentioned that because that's kind of why I asked the question because there is that almost feeling and, and I've seen it expanded a little bit out here because it's such a busy place, there's so much kind of, people are here in theory to work, right? And there's that kind of maybe feeling that they have to be flat out and they can't do anything else. And then you get the other side of it, people just come here to do a little bit of work and spend everything at the weekend and... Yeah, it's kind of balance, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's 
Yeah, it's a fine line. I think the, the other thing is, of course, is we were, well, I don't know about you, but I was, you know, my, my parents installed ethics in me about hard yeah. work and, you know, but, but then again, you know, there's the argument that, well, that's society training us to work 40 yes. hours a week, society training us to get a job, retire, pass on, yeah. you know. Well, if I can work 10 hours a week and the rest of the time's fun, then why not? Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, it's about finding that, you know, there's yeah. enough stuff out there on the these, these thoughts. You know, I think at the end of the day, it's, just got to do what's right for you and your yeah. family and if it's just you great but yeah. okay. I mean I've worked with a, enough people who are very they're great individuals um, and you know deep inside them they've got a challenge because they never saw let's say dad yeah because dad was always working mm. and what and again go back to it dad was doing the right thing yeah. for their family but the kids they're damaged because they didn't see it yeah. you know it's uh, it's a tough one when yeah. you're trying to provide right yeah, yeah. So we've gone a different way from that yeah, one. Yeah. We're going all over the place here. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back now to some, some light-hearted, quick-fire questions. Uh-oh. So, pool or beach? Beach. Summer or winter? Oh, for what? <laughs> uh, winter. Which is strange from the UK, right, to say winter, but out here it's... Depends on what, isn't well, it? I think, yeah. I think it's the sun all the time here, right? So yeah. at the moment it'll be winter. Yeah, yeah. Villa or apartment? Villa. Eat in or take away? In. Be the brand or be part of the brand? Oh, be the brand. Be the brand. WhatsApp message or phone call? Oh, you got me now. I prefer the phone call to talk, yeah. but WhatsApp message just for speed. It really depends on the dynamics. So yeah. It's not a yes or a no on that one. And out here, WhatsApp is. is WhatsApp's huge. In the UK, you, you almost wouldn't dare send a client a WhatsApp message. But Interesting. It's well, and, and again, here it's about what the client wants, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? That's what they communicate with as well. Yeah, but again, it's, it's what they want, yeah. right? But I'd much rather have a phone call if I can. Yeah. Networking, or network in the morning, or network in the evening? Morning. Morning. Get, it, get up. Get, get up, get it done, get yeah. out. Evenings for family. <laughs> uh, video content or written content? video Facebook Instagram or LinkedIn yes <laughs> all of the above <laughs> um, book or audio book 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 perfect um, Phil it's been very good a lot of valuable information there I'm looking forward to listening back to this so I yeah. can actually pay attention a little bit more as well myself so I really appreciate that um, for anybody listening, where would be the best place for them to, to find you or, or perhaps reach out to you? So LinkedIn, yep. uh, Phil Bedford. Mm -hmm. Also my rebelnetworker.tv okay. uh, website. Um, Facebook, yeah. Phil Bedford. And Instagram, Rebel Networker. Okay. So and feel free to reach out. Yeah, and, awesome. and you've got you've got a book and you mentioned book. another book. Yes, there's oh. Kiss the Rebel, okay. was uh, uh, number one Amazon bestseller. Yeah. Um, that went out two years ago, I think. Yeah. Oh, gosh, where's time gone? Yeah. So Kiss the Rebels, uh, actually my third book. Okay. Oh, um, okay. Right. okay yeah, the first one you wouldn't want to read unless okay. you wanted to fall asleep. <laughs> that was a... a, a so ignore the first one. That was a TQM comparative study <laughs> from ISO. Uh, don't go there. Okay. Um, the other one I co-wrote was called The World's Best Known Marketing Secret. Okay. Uh, Kiss the Rebel. Yeah. Now I'm working on a new one with the names of Secret. Okay. But uh, that'll yeah. be out soon as well. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll get you back on the podcast in the future, and that one will 
be a number one seller as well by that point. So that would but, be nice. Yeah, but Kiss the Rebel is is the one that people can. Uh, yeah, that's an e- that's an easy read. read. The yeah. idea is these days people just don't have attention spans yeah. to do the whole book. So the yeah. uh, the whole point is quick nuggets that they can read that will change the way they think. Yeah, and, yeah it's nice and easy and fun. Phil, excellent. I really appreciate your time. I'm sure anybody listening will have uh, found a lot of value and advice in that as well. So thank you very much. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to getting you on again in the future. Pleasure, man. Great job. Right, take care. Thank See you, guys. You. Bye-bye. And that was episode four. A huge, huge thank you as always to Phil Bedford for appearing on the show. Again, lots and lots of great tips, advice, value, and some real, real good experience that Phil has shared uh, through, the, through the podcast and from his time in Dubai, which spans over, over 21 years. So Phil's role as a relationship marketing expert really means that he gets to help people or, or he does help people to build their their business, build their brand through their own network. Really clear about surrounding yourself with the right people, which is vital for success in business. It's certainly not impossible on your own, but it does take a lot more effort and a lot more resources. Ultimately, a strong network will make the journey easier. That's one of the key takeaways that I found from the podcast that, that Phil mentioned. And having seen Phil in action firsthand, I can honestly say this is very, very true. His network is huge. He's a very well-respected figure. And because of that, because he's taken the time and he's focused long-term, he's been able to build up a, a huge network of people that will, will refer him, will give him business. Um, but ultimately, it's because he has helped them. He has taken the time to spend with them, getting to know people on a personal level and actually helping their business. And because of that, people will come back to him because ultimately, he's very, very good at, at what he does as well. So teaching people to network, you don't have to particularly like networking, um, but if you like people, that's definitely a start. You've just got to adapt and, and change the dynamics. It's just about meeting people. And it's not necessarily just networking events. This was something else that really stuck out to me. I think when you mention networking, people think, oh, I've got to go to, to one of those events and I've got to talk for 60 seconds about my business. But actually, networking can be in your passion, so in your hobbies, whether that's sporting activities whether it's exercising going going to going to the gym playing football playing golf whatever it may be you know in social groups that's another way that you can you can grow your network so lots of uh, lots of great value there from phil um one of the other key points is that we all have a brand and the difference that phil thinks or suggests is whether or not you are actually taking control of your brand Nowadays, and this is why I really like this point, it's becoming very important to build your own personal brand. And people are actually starting to think, okay, I need to do that. I've got to go out and build a brand. But actually what Phil's saying is that you already have a brand. What do people think when they hear your name? That is your brand. And especially now through the social media channels that we're we're generally all on, this is really playing a a big part of, of actually growing your brand. So if you like what you what you hear or what you see or what you think when people hear your name, great, you need to continue improving that. If you don't, then you've got to think about being active and looking to change that, but really, really important nowadays. So again, huge thank you to Phil. I'm sure you will find lots of value, great experience from living and working in Dubai. Uh, If you want to connect with Phil, you can reach him on LinkedIn, Phil Bedford. 
He's got his own website, which is rebelnetworker.tv. He's on Facebook at Phil Bedford, and Instagram is Rebel Networker. And he is also a number one Amazon best-selling author with his book, Kiss the Rebel. I would highly recommend connecting with Phil. He also runs uh, a number of networking events in, or in Dubai, um, and you can find them online as well through his social media channels. Uh, and always really, really good groups, good groups of people. Uh, and if you're looking for a networking event, I would definitely recommend reaching out and he will certainly point you in the right direction. So thanks to Phil, and I hope you enjoyed. On next episode, episode number five, we have Graham Hughes. Graham Hughes is in the financial services industry. So again, some really good insight, really good experience into what is a, a very well-known, um, not so popular at times industry, and really looking forward to sharing Graham's experience of, of living and working in Dubai specifically in that industry. Thank you for listening. And as always, please, please do leave a review. It really does help to, to reach out to anybody else who might be interested and might get value from this podcast. Thank you very much.